tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus. A probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker, and I thought, if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate, so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about routine blood work. I'll explain what your yearly blood work can tell you about your liver health, what normal levels are, and what to do if your levels are elevated. You'll learn what each test is and what it's measuring. 
I'll end the podcast with a discussion on cholesterol, what good and bad cholesterol is, how it relates to alcohol, and what you can do to improve your numbers. So let's dig in. Many problem drinkers avoid the doctor because we're worried about the damage that we've done to our body, being told we have to quit drinking, or even just our doctors knowing the truth. But did you know that just getting your yearly blood work can tell you a lot about your overall health? I went to the doctor whenever I was sick, but I avoided checkups and rarely had my blood work done. I got my blood work done a week ago, which is what inspired this episode. I had it checked in 2019, and the most recent time before that was 2011, which was before I started drinking. There are a few reasons for this. I didn't want them to comment on my weight gain because I was right on the line between normal weight and being overweight. And I knew I was drinking way too much, and I was worried that my doctor would confront me about it. So here are five things that your yearly blood work will tell you about the health of your liver. The first test is looking at ALT, or alanine aminotransferase. This is an enzyme that exists mainly in the liver, and if your ALT levels are elevated, it means there's likely damage to the liver and some of this enzyme is escaping into the blood. If you're into fitness, then you may have heard of BCAAs. These branched-chain amino acids are a few amino acids that promote muscle synthesis. When muscles break down BCAAs for energy, one of the byproducts is free ammonium ions, which the muscles are unable to dispose of. The ammonium ion is the charged form of ammonia, which is toxic. High levels of ammonia result in coma or convulsions. The muscles have a small amount of ALT, and they use this enzyme and a few others to convert the ammonium into alanine, which is another amino acid. ALT is called alanine aminotransferase, so alanine is what the enzyme makes in this situation. An amino is a nitrogen-containing compound like ammonium, and transferase means this enzyme works by transferring something. So that's how enzymes are named. The end will typically tell you what the enzyme does. Once alanine is produced, it's able to safely leave the muscles, enter the blood, and travel to the liver, where this entire process is reversed by ALT to convert alanine back into the ammonium ion. The liver is capable of metabolizing this toxic compound and disposing of it. This enzyme is just one part of the pathway which results in the production of glycogen. Glycogen is a form of glucose that can be stored in the liver to use as energy later on. ALT can tell you about your liver function, so pay attention to this number. Normal levels are 7 to 55 units per liter, and this is one of the better indicators of liver function. AST is another liver enzyme that's usually checked in routine blood work. This enzyme is aspartate aminotransferase and works similarly to ALT. Aspartate is another amino acid, so this enzyme helps the liver break down amino acids. If these levels are elevated, it means the liver may be damaged and releasing this enzyme into the blood. Typical levels here are 5 to 40 units per liter of blood. 
Elevated levels are typically two to three times the upper limit in the range. So for ALT, that's 110 units per liter or above. And for AST, that's 80 units per liter or above. Some liver diseases can cause these values to be 50 times the upper limit. So if your ALT is 90 units per liter, don't start freaking out that something horrible is going on. A third test is the BUN test. So B-U-N, it stands for blood urea nitrogen test and measures the amount of urea in the blood. Urea is another nitrogen-containing compound that's eliminated by the kidneys and the liver. A high bun level could represent a problem with the liver. Normal levels are between 6 to 20 milligrams per deciliter of blood. There are so many types of liver function blood tests, and that's because some of these enzymes exist in other parts of the body and can signify issues with the heart, kidneys, or other organs. If you have elevated levels, your doctor will likely want to run another blood test looking at different enzymes to narrow down which organ is damaged and how bad the damage is. The fourth routine test is MCV, which stands for mean cell volume, and this test looks at the size of red blood cells. Heavy drinking for long periods of time causes damage to our bone marrow, which is where blood cells are produced. When the bone marrow is damaged, it results in red blood cells not being produced properly and they become abnormally large. If your mean cell volume is high, it could signify an issue with your bone marrow. Fortunately, this number can recover quickly within a couple months with abstinence. The normal range for MCV is 80 to 100 femtoliter. One of the most well-known liver tests is looking at bilirubin levels. So bilirubin is a red-yellow byproduct of the normal breakdown of old red blood cells. Your liver converts this into bile so that it can be removed from the body as waste. If your liver isn't working correctly, then you may have a buildup of bilirubin in your blood. Normal levels are 0.2 to 1.2 milligrams per deciliter of blood. Excess bilirubin is the main cause of jaundice, so catching this early before jaundice occurs is important. This can also cause darkening of the urine. When the liver is damaged, it becomes swollen, and this swelling prevents bilirubin from being removed from the liver. Elevated bilirubin signifies long-term damage to the liver and something you should take very seriously. With abstinence, the liver can recover as long as no permanent damage has occurred, so the swelling will reduce and bilirubin levels will decrease. However, each time the liver is damaged, it repairs itself by creating scar tissue. Over time, the scar tissue builds up and disrupts the function of the liver, and you can't get rid of scar tissue. So that's what cirrhosis is. It's a buildup of scar tissue in the liver. With severe cirrhosis, the scar tissue is blocking the removal of bilirubin, so its levels will always be high. At this stage, you can't reverse the production of scar tissue and all the damage, but stopping drinking will preserve the remaining functions of the liver. Something that springs drinkers into action is pain in their right side. The liver is located in the right side of your abdomen. 
The liver itself doesn't have many nerves, so it can't really feel pain. What the pain actually is, is the result of your liver becoming swollen and pressing on the things around it. If you have pain in this area, it could mean that your liver is swollen, and it's critical to stop drinking at this point and go to the doctor. If you are not at this point but just worried about your liver, then your yearly blood work can give you a lot of information without having to make an appointment specifically about your drinking. So back in episode 6, we talked about how alcohol is processed and eliminated. In this episode, I explained the reasons why women are more at risk for liver damage than men are. If you're interested in more details about that, make sure to check out episode 6. So many of us believe we're invincible, that it wouldn't happen to us, But liver damage is happening to younger and younger people now. Women in their early 30s are being diagnosed with cirrhosis. It's not just something that happens to older people who've spent the past 40 plus years drinking heavily. I was extremely fortunate to never have any pain in my side. But if you're still drinking and you've experienced this, then you need to stop drinking immediately and get help. So that's a really serious sign. And even if it improves, your liver is still vulnerable if you go back to drinking. So something I do want to mention is please remember that if you do have completely normal blood work, it's not a free pass to continue on drinking a ton of alcohol. Genetics plays a role in the development of liver issues, and some people are just more susceptible to it than others. This doesn't mean that you don't have other things going on, though, or that you'll never have liver damage. If your levels are elevated, the best things that you can do are to stop drinking, get regular exercise, eat a healthy diet, control your cholesterol, and lose weight if you are overweight or obese. The reason cholesterol is important is because it's created in the liver. If the liver is damaged and you have high cholesterol, this can lead to fat being deposited in the liver. I would not recommend taking any supplements for liver health. Most of them are a waste of time and could cause bad side effects. There's also studies looking at the quality of these supplements, and most of them are not what they say they are. Cholesterol gets a bad rap, but it's actually really important for our bodies. All of our cell membranes contain cholesterol, so without cholesterol, we wouldn't even exist. It helps our body make many of our hormones, too. The liver is the main site for the conversion of excess energy into fat storage. When we eat extra calories, the liver turns this into triglycerides, which is a molecule that contains three fatty acids, and this is what is stored as body fat or used as energy. When you are in an energy deficit, your body signals fat cells to release triglycerides to be used as energy. This results in fat loss. Cholesterol is produced in the liver and assembled into spherical pods called lipoproteins. These lipoproteins enter the blood and transport the cholesterol to wherever it needs to go. The main types of lipoproteins you hear about are HDL and LDL, so high-density lipoprotein and low-density lipoprotein. The high and low refer to the levels of protein versus fat. HDL is our good cholesterol and contains more protein than fat. HDL absorbs 
cholesterol and brings it to the liver to be excreted from the body. LDL contains more fat than protein, and this is the type of cholesterol that deposits in your arteries and forms plaque. I think almost none of you know this, but I'm actually a certified nutrition coach through NASM. I don't take on clients. I got my certification to become more educated about nutrition for my own benefit. A common misconception that people have about high cholesterol is that it comes from eating too much cholesterol. That's a small contributor, but the majority of your blood cholesterol actually comes from the fat that you eat. Trans fat raises bad cholesterol and lowers good cholesterol, so it's best to avoid these entirely. Saturated fat is the main culprit though. So this fat is solid at room temperature, so it comes from red meat, whole milk, coconut oil, cheese, and it's in a lot of junk food that makes up the typical American diet. Saturated fat raises all cholesterol, but it can tip the balance towards bad cholesterol. It's recommended to keep calories from saturated fat to 10% or less of your total calories per day. So if you eat 2,000 calories a day, 200 or less of these coming from saturated fat is fine. Good fats are mono and polyunsaturated fat, and these are liquid at room temperature. Sources of these fats are avocado, olive oil, nuts, seeds, fish, basically what's included in the Mediterranean diet. Polyunsaturated fats are omega-3s and 6s, and these are essential fats, meaning that our bodies can't make them, so we have to eat them. Omega-3s are good for all sorts of things like your brain and heart, but they can improve your cholesterol profile and reduce your triglycerides. You might be wondering why drinkers even need to care about cholesterol in a healthy diet. The liver is the main site for packaging cholesterol and the conversion of fatty acids into triglycerides. Remember, three fatty acids make up one triglyceride. Alcohol actually increases fatty acid synthesis and decreases the ability for the liver to transport fatty acids or get rid of them in a process called beta-oxidation. Beta-oxidation is how we lose fat, by the way, and this was also discussed in episode 6 if you want to learn more about it. Since alcohol is causing a big disruption, fatty acids and intermediates in the synthesis of fatty acids get deposited in the liver. Because more fatty acids are being made, this also means more triglycerides are being made. The liver packages these into very low-density lipoproteins, or VLDL, for transport. So the limiting factor here is the creation of the lipoproteins. Only a certain amount of triglycerides can be packaged into each lipoprotein. So with an excess of triglycerides, they begin to be stored in the liver as lipid droplets. On top of this... Alcohol also inhibits a key enzyme involved in the creation of VLDLs, causing more triglycerides to remain in the liver. Additionally, alcohol has also been shown to increase LDL levels, which is our bad cholesterol. If you haven't had blood work done in a few years, then I encourage you to call your doctor's office and get a blood work order. I know it may seem like it's easier to avoid thinking about alcohol and the damage it's causing, but you could potentially identify a problem before it becomes a big problem. The liver is incredibly resilient, so even with higher than normal levels, if you stop drinking and take care of yourself, then your body can recover. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and you'll think of it next time you look at your blood work results and I will talk to you guys next week. 
it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.